Formula E para George Lucas, Super Live Adventure. Star Wars, Indy Jones. Lucas 映画がライブになって大阪城ホールにやってくる映画を超えたライブの迫力ルーカスヒーローたちが君を待っているさらにこのスーパーライブの舞台裏をスペシャルプログラムでオンエアスーパーライブアドベンチャー誕生の秘密が今明かされるしっかり期待してください3月20日土曜日午後4時から放送これはもう見逃せない今日4月26日成田空港空から舞い降りてきたその人は「スター・ウォーズ」「インディ・ージョーンズ」などを世に送り出した映画の天才ジョージ・ルーカス全米オーディションで選ばれた生徒たちにより着々と制作進行中私に会いに来いはい。We even showed clips of it when we did our one and only live show in Seattle. It's always about Super Live Adventure. Even when it's not about Super Live Adventure, it's always there in the back of our mind. It's funny because like, our episode we dedicated to just, just the George Lucas Super Live Adventure was episode 38. And the live show from Ace Comic Con in Seattle was 129. And this is around, like, if you count all the bonus things in, it's around two, 220, something around that. So, kind of every hundred episodes, <laughs> we've got to talk about the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. And we were shocked the other day that there's a YouTube video that, as far as we can tell, is the entirety of Super Live Adventure. In the past, for some reason, we only found. Snippets and clips and bits from this wonderful camcorder recording of Super Live Adventure. But yes, we're going to watch from start to finish the entirety of the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. Finding it in its entirety on YouTube, 
to feel like we're we're Qui-Gon Jinn on Tatooine. We came there just for hyperdrive parts for a J27 Nubian, and we just happened to find the one who will bring balance to the Force. <laughs> I didn't really come here to watch George Lucas' Super Live Adventure. Well, it's good, because I feel like... We'll get into it after we start it, though. Like, I feel like it's still shrouded in mystery and no one knows it's always shocking for what what was the george lucas super live adventure i've never heard of it what better way to learn all about it than watching it from beginning to end (laughs) you'll learn everything about it it's it's like you were in yokohama japan in april 1993 it's what it's gonna feel like we're time traveling into the past here so the YouTube link is, as always, in the show notes and on the social media for this episode and all that stuff. What do you, what do you say we, we uh, dive into the Super Live? All right. We'll do our, uh, our patented countdown where we, what are we doing this time? Three, two, one, or one, two, three? Let's do one, two, three. All right. In honor of the trilogy of <laughs> commentary episodes. So one, two, three. Go and we'll all start. So, okay. All right. Are we all ready? I'm ready. All right. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Tomorrow Impulse, George Lucas Super Live Adventure. As a little precursor, we get this wonderful app advertisement. We get the ads, yes. And if. Oh, it started. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right into willow so yeah if you're if you're new to the super live adventure thing imagine all of george lucas's movies all mashed in together into one stage performance singing dancing lasers live tigers all the things you associate with lucasfilm productions And it's in Japanese, I think. <laughs> there, I think there are some English parts, but... And this is the great video, too, where you can hear the people that recorded this, those heroes from 1993, you hear them talking to each other at parts, so... <laughs> you may hear actual people fainting and passing out in the audience. So Willow just did a magic trick and disappeared. <laughs> okay, so now we're we're going into the audience. So here's here's the deal. The story of the Super Live Adventure is that during each show, there was a, a Japanese American actress sitting in the audience. Her, her name or their, her name was Hiromi and she was supposed to be just like any viewer watching the show and she was picked from the audience to join in the adventure and what was it the stage manager Scott Ferris who used to work for Siegfried and Roy and writer Robert Roberts Ganaway wrote the the wonderful screenplay or script for the super live adventure and they based Hiromi on the concept of Joseph Campbell's hero with a thousand faces, of course. Ooh. All right. 
Mad Mardigan's there in his cage. What I wouldn't give for a live Willow theater show. <laughs> Especially he's got the baby. It works. Willow works at live theater. What's the, isn't her Laura, Laura Dannon? Isn't that her name? <laughs> Laura Dannon! She's named after the yogurt. I always think of yogurt. Oh no, Laura Dannon! No! Ooh, the, and the, the, uh, the stinky monkeys just showed up. <laughs> Was Willow big in Japan? I hope so. I hope so, too. Right? Yeah. If you're listening in Japan, let us know. Was Willow big in Japan? Here's a... <laughs> Willow! <laughs> Stunts. Here's, here's some more backstory. So originally, the Super Live Adventure was started as an idea. The, the 20th anniversary of Lucasfilm was coming up in 1991. And people from Lucasfilm went to Kenneth Field, who worked with Ringling, Ringling Brothers Circus on doing something special for the 20th anniversary of Lucasfilm. And also around this time, George Lucas was doing all the Panasonic commercials in Japan. The something that something new with Sparky and everything. So they were like George Lucas was a celebrity status in Japan because of these Panasonic ads, and they were like, "Well, what if we do a live show in Japan and we tour it for a few months as like a 20th anniversary tribute to Lucasfilm?" And so they got, yeah, this guy, Kenneth Field, who worked with Ringling Brothers, and Scott Ferris, who worked for Siegfried and Roy. And the show cost $25 million. It's money well spent. (laughs) (laughs) I I know you're trying to give useful information, but I'm really distracted by these fighting and dancing monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) This is the beginning of the show, too. That's how you start the show out with Willow action. Yeah. This was my favorite scene in the movie when all the monkeys fight with sticks. You got the Willow score. (laughs) Which might have been a bad idea to do first because you'll never be able to get the score out of your head now for the rest of the show. Maybe with the Willow Disney Plus show. Maybe as a tribute, they can be a part with the stinky monkeys. I hope so. With sticks. But, you know, that's the thing with this show. This is potentially the stage show with the greatest music of any stage show because it has Willow, it has Indiana Jones, it has Star Wars, it has classic rock and roll. Tucker, Tucker music. I don't want to give everything away. Of what, what we're going to get. That's true. Keep, keep in mind, folks, we're watching this whole thing. We're going through the history of Lucasfilm. Kind of. Like, 
no big secret. There's no t- live show for THX One and Three Eight, or Howard the Duck, or Twice Upon a Time. But maybe these uh, the sticks are kind of you know an homage to the police officers with their poles and THX. Okay. Yeah. Try a three one one three. That's not it. Try six two two four. Can we watch Willow in Japanese on Disney Plus? Probably. That's a good question. I haven't actually tried to watch it on Disney Plus yet. Ooh. Oh, we jumped ahead here. Yeah, oh my to... goodness. <laughs> Some people in the audience may have dropped dead and they had to take the corpses <laughs> out. So there's they jumped ahead here. So you notice that giant willow castle set in the back. The production designer was this guy, Douglas Schmidt, whose claim to fame before this was the Broadway show of Frankenstein, which was the most expensive, most elaborate Broadway show ever, and it closed after one show. <laughs> they, they got the best of the best. It's basically what you're saying. Yeah. But he... Was really into just like make let's make this the biggest craziest thing in the world and I'll hint at it right now but we're gonna see a lot more of it coming up. They really utilize inflatables for some of the bigger than life things that are coming and that will be a topic that will come up again later. I really want to watch Willow in Japanese on Disney Plus. I know. I, know. I think. I think you're planting seeds in my mind of something to do later this week. Look, there's Willow and all of his buddies from the village. What it was. I wish they did the uh, the animal transformation scene. Willow, no. <laughs> they, Willow. Maybe they do. We don't know. They could. I don't want to be a goat. We have never watched this whole thing. There could, there very well could be. Yeah, there, there, there could be a nude eighty-year-old woman on stage. We don't know. <laughs> it's Japan. It's, it's tribute to the films of George Lucas. Where else are you going to? Where else are you going to get action like this? In the. It's good action for a stage show of Willow. Yeah. <laughs> totally quiet just watching this. I always were mesmerized. <laughs> Willow action comes so, on. This is giving me... I've been to medieval times way too many medieval <laughs> times. So this... My thing here. Maybe if the Willow Disney Plus show is a big hit, there can just be like a Disney Park equivalent of medieval times, just Willow times. I would love to go to Willow times. They just need to bring back the live shows. The Marvel one was really good. I went to two of the Marvel ones with the kids. Well, I I don't remember if we talked about this 
on our regular episode so long ago. But there was t- Universal Studios Florida in Orlando wanted to have this as a permanent attraction at Universal Studios, but it was too ex- it was too expensive to do like this to do it on this level and the sets and everything was too expensive. But Universal wow. they wanted it, which is blows my mind too because like let's say that would have happened in the nineties. There would have been then star tours at the Disney parks. This at Universal. They would probably let you do weddings at the cave or the castle from Willow. (laughs) (laughs) People wouldn't go to Vegas anymore. They would go to Universal Studios. People wouldn't go anywhere. They'd just be like, where's Willow Live happening? I just like kind of surprised now with the whole Disney thing that if Disney's they know they can do the Marvel stuff, why they haven't done a, a Star Wars live? I, I can I understand why they're not doing Willow live at this point, but a, a Star Wars live. They do like there's like parts isn't then like Galaxy's Edge isn't there parts where like stormtroopers come out and yeah I guess they keep that stuff at the park and they have the dancing stuff and all oh whoa. <laughs> People are fainting in the audience. <laughs> We're only like 10 minutes in and we already had our first dismemberment. <laughs> okay, so here's right. our our protagonist. Yeah, Hiromi, just a totally average Japanese-American girl from the audience that is now part of the show in the very George Lucas tradition where the most insignificant person is the real hero. Here here comes the the terrifying heart of the show. Everybody get ready. (laughs) Didn't, didn't in Seattle we showed this clip, didn't we? We people, people like, oh, here's some Star Wars podcast talking about Star Wars stuff, and we yeah, were like, we did. no, <laughs> we're gonna show you camcorder footage of a blue fairy from a George Lucas live show in Japan. Yeah, this is terrifying. So you you guys aren't talking about the Last Jedi? No. <laughs> This is totally the end of Dark Crystal, which I don't remember if that ever came up on the show, but I had the, the, the book and record, and I never looked at the last page of the book because <laughs> it, it was this part where they turn in, they merge into the big, white, creepy things, and I, would, I refuse to look at that page. <laughs> this is the best thing ever. It's like a, just a, it's a puppet ghost floating in the air. It's a Rares of the Lost Ark ghost. Yeah. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. You've truly captured the spirit of George Lucas. <laughs> Keep your eyes shut. Oh, Keep your eyes shut or your heart will melt. <laughs> All the joy. Oh, what did, did she get a magic wand? Is that Willow's magic wand? Yeah, I think so. Hey, guys. 
Are we going straight into Tucker now? Is that what's I happening? I think, yeah, once you get a magic wand, you get a wish. And your first wish is always to go to Tucker Universe. <laughs> but the, another thing I really like about the George Lucas Super Live Adventure, and it's something that I've, in my headcanon, have thought for a while, that all the Lucasfilm films all take place in the same universe. Of course, we, you know, Star Wars and Indiana Jones do. Yeah. But that Willow is like a planet in Star Wars universe, and Tucker is actually Star Wars, too. Well, Tucker's on the Indiana Jones planet, which is another planet in the Star Wars galaxy. <laughs> it's true. Same with uh, American Graffiti. That's it's- the Tucker and Indiana Jones planet. Yeah, don't think that there's just sword fights and dismemberment in this show. There's also live show version of the smash hit film, Tucker, A Man and His Dream. Yeah. There's, there's some classy dancing, too. Did you ever see Tucker in the theater or anything? When did you first see Tucker? I'm going to tell you a secret. I've never actually watched all of Tucker. Oh, man. I know. Wow. So one of these days you can watch Red Tails and I'll watch Tucker and we'll be even. That's true. That's true. <laughs> okay. Did you see it in the theater? I'm sure you yeah. did. I saw Tucker. How at many the times? No, just once at the Harbor Theater in Muskegon. But I thought, and I thought it was great, but I thought like, I wanted to get a Tucker car. I was like, man, when I'm old enough to get a car, I want to get a Tucker car because that was such a good movie. And it's George Lucas. I don't think I was smart enough to realize that was a George Lucas movie or I would have probably went and saw it at the Harbor Theater. I remember seeing, like, whatever the summer, whenever Tucker came out, like, every movie I saw at the Harbor, they played the trailer for Tucker. And they always said in the trailer, like, from George Lucas. I was like, well, I got to go see it. <laughs> what, what year was that then? It's 90 somebody, 90 something, right? No, I could be totally wrong. Was it the late 80s, early 90s? Something like that. It was 1988. Ooh, 88. Okay. So we were 12? Yeah, year before Last Crusade. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't see it. I feel like 88 is like the year where I saw every single movie that was made. There wasn't a, like, when, like, when I look at like the list of movies that came out in like 87, 88, and I was like, wow, I saw everything. <laughs> Wasn't that when you had your free pass? Yes, yes. I had a I had a free pass to a movie theater in Muskegon where I could go see any movie I wanted, even if it was rated R, any time I wanted, and I used it two, three times a week. <laughs> well, and it kept getting renewed too because I first I was way too young when I first got it because I saw Aliens in the theater by myself. And I was like, I was, I was a little kid. <laughs> oh, the theater probably just thought it was cute. 
Yeah. <laughs> hoping to terrify some small kid, and they're like, oh, he just keeps coming back. We'll see what else he'll watch. <laughs> this kid will watch any movie. But I did not see Tucker there. I would have. <laughs> they're still dancing. If, <laughs> if, if you chose not to watch along at home, they're still dancing the Tucker dance. In, you know, in George Lucas fashion, we just went from an action scene of someone getting their head cut off, and now we've got these 1940s rockets dancing around. It's changing tone rapidly. Oh, is that Tucker? I think so. We're about to see the car, I think. Yeah, it's uh, Jeff Bridges. What if there was like, what if there was like the one Tucker super fan in Japan who was just like, I didn't care about the Willow, or the Indiana Jones, or the Star Wars. It's all a bunch of stuff for babies. I just wanted to see the Tucker live. Like a, a quarter of the arena emptied out after the Tucker part. <laughs> people saw what they came for. They went and got a mug and went home. <laughs> Is there any merchandise that's specifically Tucker-based? I see a bunch of Yodas. <laughs> there wasn't a Yoda driving a Tucker. Oh, God, there should be. I wonder if at like the Skywalker Ranch store around that time if you could get Tucker gear. Oh, I don't know. You would think. There's, like, got to be crew stuff. You know they made stuff, yeah. Yeah. Did ILM do anything for Tucker? That is a really good question. I bet they did. Did Ben Burt work on Tucker? We don't know anything about Tucker. I I think we're finding out that we made need to do some more research on Tucker. Well, Radioland Murders, too. Don't forget Radioland yeah. Murders. Radioland Murders was after all this, though. But this could be Radioland Murders. You could say this is also Radioland Murders. It's all the same stuff. <laughs> so you're telling me Radioland Murders is 90 minutes of just dancing? Pretty, pretty much. <laughs> some jokes. It's that George Lucas comedy. Still dancing. Did you, yeah. Did yours just like pause for a second? It did. Yeah. Did yours? Okay. Yeah. So if you're watching along, that's that's normal. <laughs> I I don't know if the 20 minutes of dancing is normal, but if you're it pauses for a second, that's normal. It just it assumed that maybe you need to stop. That's your warning. That's your out. still going so do you think when Tucker came out and said just a little bit more time that was no this seems like this is the real like uh, <laughs> he didn't ask him to do the dance twice because they couldn't like inflate the car or something it seems well, like this is part of the show it's kind of so like the, the the Tucker thing is like the car is like never ready <laughs> so, so I think they're they're keeping with the plot of the film 
So this whole the whole Tucker part is just them dancing. Then Tucker comes out and says, "I need more time," and then they dance some more. And then he comes I, out again and says, "I need more time." Yeah, I think he just did. I think so. I think I, that's, the car's not ready yet. Like he's still he's got to get the the Tucker car ready. I think you figured it out. I was at Trader Joe's and I saw a car with a bumper sticker that said, "My other car is a Tucker," and I almost died. <laughs> you didn't just wait for the person to come out. I should have. Oh, did it? Here it is. It's ready. Oh, yeah. It's Tony Stark's dad. It's <laughs> a real car. So is it? Yeah, is that, that's is that like an inflatable car or something? Like no, that's a real car. It's driving. It might not be a real Tucker, but it's a real car. Oh. I guess. Oh no! More, more Tucker. <laughs> more, what's that? I don't know what that was. <laughs> oh, okay, oh, we're jumping around. Now we're back. More Tucker action. The everyone's favorite character from Tucker, the bad guy. Is that guy in Tucker? Is there a, a bad guy in a white suit? <laughs> I think so. Was a big Bella. lever. The Belloc. It might be Belloc. That's like it. I was trying to figure out if the if the hats from Tucker time period were the transition into Indiana Jones. So those are either Indiana Jones cobras or Tucker cobras. <laughs> this is my favorite. So you've never seen it, but at the end of Tucker, he's on the platform that goes up, and these giant cobras come out of the ground, and and then Indiana Jones comes out. Oh, there's Indiana Jones. Oh my god. Yeah, so that was that was Japanese Belloc. Look at him working that whip. Uh oh. Temple of Doom. So yeah, this is it's kind of the show's pretty deep because it's almost like the dance number from Tucker was the dance number at the beginning of Temple of Doom. Well, just you wait. Because one thing with George Lucas' Super Live Adventure, anything goes. <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh, no. Strong wood. They're cranking the right. Temple of Doom score. Yeah, they're picking the right parts of the score. I almost feel like I'm watching a live action version of the video games. <laughs> Which I think is how I feel about a lot of this. I think when we get to the Star Wars stuff, I remember thinking the same thing. But the It's funny because that was what happens in the uh, Tucker LucasArts video game the point the point and click Tucker game <laughs> where you choreograph a dance yeah there were there there were two games there was the action Tucker game and then there was the point and click like if you were Tucker what decisions would you make game <laughs> after the success of Maniac Mansion they, uh, and Indiana Jones Fate of Atlantis they did the Tucker game like this is 
It's kind of scary because when the guys get thrown off the side, they have enough fog that you don't see that they're. It's like they're really dying, and they got after seeing someone's head get cut off. People could really be dying. It's George Lucas style, you know. It's, it's, yeah. It's either about love or death. I killed Ben Kenobi. I could kill anybody anytime. Nobody knows. Nobody's safe. It's like an alternate version of Temple of Doom where Indy had a big machete and (laughs) instead of cutting the rope, he just cut a bunch of people up. Oh. Oh. Enough of that. Oh, you're right. They do. It is. All, it's all out of order. <laughs> now I'm so confused. Well, when we watched the little clips, was this part in it? I can't remember. I think it was. Now that now that we're here, yeah, I forgot about. Because this is another one of the. This one goes on for like 20 minutes too. <laughs> everybody, everybody, get comfortable. This is my favorite part from the beginning of Temple of Doom. You got Jamie Farr from MASH. Or from <laughs> Cannonball Run. <laughs> that club Obi-Wan here. Yeah. They, they're even playing like the music when it's like we don't really have the killing time kind of music. <laughs> if you want to go get some Yodas from the merch stand now is the time but that's a good point I think the main way people maybe have heard of this is from seeing the merchandise over the years because there's a few kind of random things you may see something with the logo on it or what they were like clocks or like the mug with George Lucas with sunglasses on like I feel like I knew about merchandise from this before I actually knew what this what the Super Live Adventure actually was. Well, it was, it was like our uh, Epic Continues episode. It was an, I first heard about it in, I think it was Star Wars Galaxy Magazine, where Sansweet had a whole article on the merch from this. And I remember reading that and being like, what the hell was the Super Live Adventure with this George Lucasfilm movie live show in Japan? And it was always this mythic, weird thing. And I don't think we even like really believed it until we saw some of the YouTube videos, like back when we were, I think like just looking to see if anything was out there. We're like, we need to do an episode on Super Live Adventure. Yeah, because there's really, there's what, the, that Sandsfeet article and then Tested.com had a really kind of in-depth article on what happened and had some promo photos and photos of some of the inflatables. Yes. But even those, like, because they're promo photos, it almost, they look unreal because they're all, like, staged, like, promo photos. It, it wasn't until, yeah, we saw these camcorder shots that it's like, oh, my God, this is a real thing. Like, it was really on a stage. There were really people in an audience watching this. Well, and I, I, have, the, I have the program. I have, the one piece of Super Live merch I have is I own a copy of the actual program that was for sale during the Super Live shows in Japan. And that's a, it's a weird thing to, to look at and to touch and to hold because it's like, this is real. It, <laughs> this happened. 
I'll post some pictures from the program on our, our social media again because there's some close-up pictures of like uh, the the guy that played Luke Skywalker and Tucker. I'm really intrigued by this camera person because there's a contortionist lady twisting herself into a, a pretzel and he keeps like zooming in on the questionable costumed Arab guys in the guard at the door. <laughs> George Lucas went to go see this show twice. He was at the first show in April 93 and then he brought his kids and saw it again in the summer in Japan. And one of my favorite things is George Lucas was such a celebrity during this period of time in Japan that there's footage of him landing at the airport as soon as he arrived in Japan. There's yeah. like a camera crew waiting for him. Yeah. So I almost feel like this part that the people on stage are like people from the audience that they just dressed up and let them sit in those tables to watch. <laughs> it's like the indie stunt show in Disney World. Yeah. Oh, yeah, here we go. Oh, this goes on for a while. <laughs> they just took someone from the audience, stuck a fake mustache on them and sunglasses, and set them on out on stage. I'd do it. When I got picked when I got picked to be in the Indiana Jones stunt show, one of the happiest moments of my life. I would be in this in a second. With fake Belloc. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going into going into anything goes. Oh, and there's an inflatable the dragon. Uh, people got to see this live. I don't know how I forgot about this. I would stand up. I don't even care if I pissed off everyone around me because I'm so tall. I'd be like at church right now with my hands in the air, <laughs> clapping along, <laughs> singing. <laughs> that poor lady they throw knives at is still just has to stay on the in the back. Club Obi Wan Indy there with the white jacket. Is it Master Code Breaker? Could be. It is. It is. It's even more Master Code Breaker than. Got Bella at Club Obi Wan. Why not? Yeah. All the all the Indiana Jones universes all mixed together. <laughs> is there Last Crusade stuff? Is this before Last Crusade? Uh, this is after Last Crusade, but they don't even. Who cares? They don't even mess around with Last Crusade. Just the good stuff. Just Temple of Doom. <laughs> it's true, right? Because there isn't even any Raiders stuff other than no. potentially the Blue Fairy being one of the ghosts. You're right. <laughs> The Last Crusade was the newest movie. Who needs it? Let's just do the one everybody liked. Well, 
They probably didn't want to have to have dancing Nazis. <laughs> Good point. I think that was probably it. Look at this. Coming out with the cart, the dancers come back out, everything. If only they did the balloon drop and everything. Yeah, and some ice. The people in the audience had to bring their own ice. Everyone's throwing ice at each other right now. Great shot. Oh, did someone in the audience just say great shot because they punched him? <laughs> great shot. Oh, there's our hero. The audience is getting rowdy. Uh-oh. <laughs> Set Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Indiana Jones antics. Be great that the the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular in Disney World. They mix it up. Did a Temple of Doom. Yeah. Stunt show, <laughs> and you can see the the benefits of the inflatable sets because I think someone just fell into the set, <laughs> just flopped around. Oh no! Yeah, here's Raider stuff. Oh, right? Yeah. Aren't they in yeah. the the Well of Souls? Yeah, that's Raiders music. Now I remember, but it's all out of order. Well, no, it's not in order. It's in order, actually. Now, right? Because Temple of Doom's before Raiders. Time yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in in Lucas' mind, this is making total sense. Willie Scott is in the Well of Souls with Indy at all. Makes total sense to me. We're both getting real quiet, so we can hear the music. <laughs> I could watch Raiders any day, all day. Like somebody told me, you got to watch Raiders every day for a month. Okay. <laughs> I guess so. Look at that technology. Like a real laser. That's such a cool sound effect in Raiders. Sala! Sala! Except for one, he's very clever. They call him Baloche. <laughs> is Indiana Jones wearing white pants or is it just the video? I, they might be white pants. They're like, oh, oh ray shields. <laughs> We're smarter than this. Smarter than that. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Uh oh. This is. Actually, real peril. Yeah. Oh. I don't know how many times I watched the the map room scene from Raiders, and I think scene needs more action. We need spikes coming out of the ceiling. It's almost like there's something going on 
there's something wrong with the continuum of time in different time periods are overlapping here. <laughs> it's like the Spider-Verse movie, but with LucasArts or Lucasfilm <laughs> projects. It's like you saw all the Indiana Jones movies with your grandparents, and then your grandparents are trying to tell you the story of Raiders of the Lost Ark five years later, and they're getting all of them mixed up. <laughs> like when my father-in-law got the Rocky movies and the Rambo movies confused. <laughs> Makes total sense. <laughs> and Rocky Two is the one where he fights the Vietnamese. Pretty much. <laughs> Close enough. Real tiger. Real tiger. Yeah. Ferocious tiger. Tiger King. The original Tiger King. Indiana <laughs> Jones. I wonder if Joe Exotic had a hand in uh, the production of George Lucas Super Live. Maybe. If I was in the audience, I'd be like, whoa! Yeah, because that's a real tiger. It's, yeah, that's not CG. That's not some George Lucas computer-generated tiger. <laughs> it's not even inflatable. No. Rob Coleman did not animate that tiger. I beg, man, I am sitting in the audience eating popcorn. I was just headbanging to anything goes. <laughs> Who's to say that tiger is not going to want my popcorn and eat me? Especially if they were... It's serving like turkey legs or something in the audience that the tiger might want to eat. Probably. Belosh. So, I guess I'm trying to figure out what's going on now. No, no, can't do that. <laughs> Am I making a mistake? I'm thinking too hard. Yeah. Belloc showed up. Belloc wants the treasure. And I feel like Indy's just like, go ahead, Belloc. Okay, so yeah. He... I, want, I want to know. Tell yeah, me. Okay. Tell me, I want to know. Oh, real fire. Yeah. Uh oh. It's beautiful. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's terrifying. This is potentially the most terrifying family show ever made. If I was sitting in the eye and this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. All my favorite stuff. Uh oh. Oh. Okay. What are we what are we watching here? What is it? What this is behind the scenes. Oh, so there's some of the behind the scenes stuff in here. Okay. Well this is this is full of surprises here. <laughs> what is for a minute I was just like, uh oh. What are we I, What are we making I, you people watch out there? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Socks too. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, I think th- I think this is super live behind the scenes, and these aren't just like random home movies. <laughs> I 
<laughs> I, I sure hope not. Well, tonight on Blast Points, we're looking at home movies of a high school. We, things have gotten very strange over here. We've been in quarantine for several months. <laughs> things have well, someone taken a turn to the bazaar. That looked like a Japanese robe. Yes. There's a call board. Okay, I think I think this is safe. I think we're behind the scenes. <laughs> I think we're, I what, some, what if somebody posted this video just to? Where you, I'm going to get those blast points. <laughs> I'm going to fool them. They're going to watch my home movies. <laughs> this is by far the most exciting commentary. You have ever watched along with us? It's like Lando's closet here. Yeah. It's we've seen some of the behind the scenes. Oh, there's some armor. Okay, we're getting into the cool stuff here. Because otherwise, this is like this is like the most hardcore behind the scenes of just oh, just people talking in the back. <laughs> Where did this footage come from? So, do you think whoever filmed this like? Knew someone and like went in the back and filmed the stuff in the back too. Like their friend was in the show. They're like related to one of the dancers or something. Must have been. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, yeah, this, is getting, this is getting really weird. <laughs> is I wish George Lucas would pop up somewhere. Yeah, there's Darth Vader's helmet. Just on a shelf. Yeah, look at that. Oh, there was like a Greedo head there. Stormtrooper armor on hangers. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, He's wow. Putting on the Vader helmet. You think that guy's Vader? He's pretty big. He could be Vader. <clears throat> or is it just some. I, th- random, I think it's just some goofball. Some random goofball who happens to be seven he's, feet tall. He's really sweaty, too, which I would be, too, back there. Oh, my gosh. Wow, we are going backstage at the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. We we have, if you can't tell, we've never seen this. Yeah. This is a, that's fascinating. I want to see the person getting their hair combed. So this must be the back of the stage. That's why they call it backstage. (laughs) I've heard about that. Wow. Yeah, wigs. I think motorcycles. Look at all those motorcycles. That's for the American graffiti part, right? I think so. Yeah. Or the they're predicting Crystal Skull, and there's going to be an army of mutts. (laughs) Coming out, <laughs> they bring back the monkeys from Willow and have mutt on a motorcycle. Oh God, could you imagine? What are you waiting for, Daddy? Oh, she's getting away. <laughs> well, when Indiana Jones Five finally comes out, maybe there'll be Indiana Jones Live, and they'll throw some because those live shows always have motorcycle stunts. Like both yeah. of the times I saw the Marvel one two different shows they both had uh avengers on motorcycles just so they could have an excuse to do motorcycle stunts (laughs) Uh, 
When you went to like the Marvel live shows where you're just like, man, why isn't there a Star Wars live tour? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they were really fun. <laughs> What, it's what like the whole the whole family went to the first one, and after the first one, my wife and daughter were like, "No, thank you." And my son and I just went to the second one. What's more exciting, Marvel Live or footage of people walking around like uh, like the in some kind of amphitheater in Japan in the early nineties? Oh, this is way more way more exciting because look, there's real horses oh. in cages underneath the arena. Yeah, where would they keep the horses? Yeah, I don't know. Do they just have to stay in there? Like the whole time the show's on? Or did they like bring them to the farm for the weekend? I don't know. Did they travel with the horse? This is probably why Universal Studios is like, no, the show's too expensive. (laughs) Where are we going to keep all these horses? I, yeah, I am so fascinated that this clip was hidden in the middle. Charting so new ter- new territory. I'm glad we didn't know this exists when we did it when we did our live show in Seattle because we would have made people watch this. Those were again, those are real people who thought they were gonna listen to two guys talk about Star Wars. Yeah. We know you want to talk about Star Wars, but we really want to show you these horses. <laughs> and there's a sleeping tiger. <laughs> have you heard of the George Lucas Super Live Adventure? Well, we'll tell you about it right now. See that tiger? That's a real tiger. He's tired. Because he's an actor. A stage actor. It was not a CG tiger. You see, George Lucas was making these commercials. It was sparky. Didn't at Celebration, didn't we see a poster for Super Live at the same place that had the sparky toy? And the the Rebel Force Band LP. Yeah, I think so. The the ultimate dealer that that somehow knew the only stuff we cared about and had all of it. And then when we came back, like an hour later, it was all gone. It was all gone. And he had remember he had like Japanese Battle for Endor posters, and it was like it was too much. It's like it was every. Like it was like two hundred dollars or something, yeah. Yeah, everywhere we looked in this guy's booth at Chicago, it was like so. It was like, oh my god! the The kicker for me, I think, was the Sparky toy. Well, he had, yeah, he had the Sparky toy too. Well, somewhere there's like our richer, crazier clone, and they went there and bought all the stuff that they knew we would like, and now they have it. Well, even okay. you, went, you went back for the the Rebel Force Band LP, and it was gone. Yeah. What is happening okay. now? They are now outside the arena looking at people, I guess, lined up to go in. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, no, no, we're, we're back. back. We're, we're back. back. <laughs> okay. It got weird for a minute there, and now we're back. <laughs> no, it's not weird at all. No. <laughs> no. It's just Indiana Jones rolling around in fog. Oh, my goodness. This is how... We close out our trilogy of commentaries. It's like our trilogy of commentaries was Quest of the Jedi, QVC, this, and then the toys was like Rogue One. (laughs) Pretty much. 
Oh, she gets the hat. Oh. You lost today, kid. That doesn't mean you have to like it. Okay, where are we going now? Oh, now we're in the greasy part of the planet. <laughs> we're, we're on Mutt World. So technically, Mutt is in this. He's just in the American Graffiti part. Yeah. It's weird how that all... Maybe that was the inspiration for Mutt. George Lucas was sitting here in Super Live Adventure and was like, hey, if Indy had a son, he'd be one of those guys. I bet you're right. Oh, here's the motorcycles. Yeah, I guess it makes sense why even Universal Studios couldn't afford this. When there's ten motorcycles, there's real horses, there's a tiger. We haven't even gotten to Star Wars. (laughs) No. A full diner. Just think if this show was still running, they could have just thrown a Dexter Jetster back there in the... American graffiti part, and it would have been totally fine. Hey, old buddy. (laughs) The members of the B-52s hanging out at the... uh... (laughs) You know what's crazy? I've watched American graffiti a lot. And I don't think there's, like, rockabilly greasers quite on that level anywhere in the movie. Battery's gonna run out now. Damn. No, you're right. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe that was just for Lucas. Yeah. They they all represent young George Lucas. Bunch of Lenny and Squiggies. <laughs> yeah. It's almost more grease than American graffiti. Which yeah, it's fine. I think Greece takes place in the Star Wars universe also. I think so. Because at the end, that's the thing. When, when John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John fly away, they're going to Star Wars universe. They're going back home. Right. Right. They're in the car Anakin was looking for in Attack of the Clones. But he couldn't find it, so he just settled for the one he grabbed. Well, I had to find one to my color. Speed capabilities. <laughs> I think this whole thing is just so bizarre where it's like it's either intense action and then it's just these long abstract stretches where there's like no there's no narrative or anything it's just like a flash mob of people dancing <laughs> but isn't that kind of George Lucas though it is though that's <laughs> you're right it's so George Lucas that people couldn't handle it it's, yeah. <laughs> there was no concession stand. It was just coffee beans. <laughs> you, you could get a little paper cup of coffee beans if you want to eat something during the show. I hope the concession was like Wendy's cheeseburgers, Coca-Cola, Hershey bars, gumballs. Was, was the George Lucas Super Life Adventure sponsored by Wendy's? I, I hope so. Do you think during the American Graffiti part, Lucas had a slow tear down his cheek? 
I hope so. It's my childhood. On stage. <laughs> Hang out in my desk. So- Was that song even in the movie? Probably not. <laughs> They're also... I mean, there was a part where they go to a dance, but there wasn't this much dancing in American Graffiti. No, but just that, that particular song they just played, I don't remember hearing that in the movie, but I'm not an expert on all the songs in American Graffiti either. So. But you're totally right. This is more Grease than American Graffiti. <laughs> this is basically this is Grease. What this is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, this, right is kind of, this is kind of more Grease too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're going to sing the Do It song. <laughs> We're gonna score tonight at the bowling alley. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> it was weird. I guess it was HBO's fault. I remember how many times as kids I watched the first Grease for like forever, and then all of a sudden, then there was just Grease Two was the only thing on forever. <laughs> it was like. You could remember back, oh, that happened in, that was in Grease 1 timeline. Oh, no, 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 that was during the Grease 2 times. True. I saw Grease 2 in the theater. I thought it was great. I don't remember if I saw it in the theater or not. I know I saw it on HBO a hundred times. I was like, like, that's a good movie. Eddie Deason was back. I was like, why not? Oh, here we go. This is my favorite part in American Graffiti. Why isn't there a, a live stage show of American of more American graffiti? Of people dying in Vietnam. That would be an exploding toilet. Just lots of helicopters flying around. Pro- protesting the Vietnam War. That would have been a great live show. Just drive the the hippie van around the stage. <laughs> yeah, everybody says, yeah, it's super live. There's no THX. There's no Howard the Duck. There's also no more American graffiti. That's something very important to keep in mind. It's true. <laughs> yeah, because you'd almost think the, the this American graffiti part would be like a part with some dialogue where they would the characters would be talking about this would be like the slow part. See, now we're doing hand jive. We're straight up going to Greece territory yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Shanana is going to come out in any moment. Well, maybe the guy doing the show had never seen American Graffiti, but he'd seen Greece a hundred times and figured it was close enough. What's the difference? Same thing, right? Absolutely no difference. American Graffiti, it's all the people <laughs> dancing. <laughs> yeah, I remember I saw that movie. Just got a lot of dancing, <laughs> driving cars and dancing. <laughs> yeah. Well, for American Graffiti, for a movie famous for its cars and its car sequences and it's the cars the music and it's actually a really good movie too there's not a single car in the American Graffiti no. part 
No, they could have just brought the Tucker car back out. That would have been it would have been better than nothing. They had motorcycles. There, there's no motorcycles in American Graffiti. Now that I think about it, were there? There might be some like parked at the diner or something, but there's no like motorcycle sequence in American Graffiti. There's the scooter. Yeah. There's not even a Wolfman (laughs) Jack reference in here. (laughs) Yeah, they probably were like, we we just 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 put some grease songs in there. Sing Beauty School Dropout. No one will notice. (laughs) A Grease Lightning. (laughs) Who cares? George Lucas did that too. Lucas saw it twice. He didn't care. Yeah. He's probably dancing along. I just like that whenever you think about, like, you think about this, you think that's got to be really weird. And then when you watch it, it's way weirder than you could imagine. <laughs> why, didn't, why didn't George Lucas go on a talk show after he saw this? And he's like, American Graffiti is not about singing and dancing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not about spaceships. It's about family. <laughs> they didn't soap me, opera. They didn't let me make even more American graffiti. Finish my trilogy. What the police? The police? Oh man! Even the police can't dance, or can't stop dancing. Yeah. This is how, if you've never seen American Graffiti, this is exactly how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Everybody dancing, and then text comes up on screen to tell you about the dances. <laughs> Directed by George Lucas. Pirates <laughs> out. That's, everybody saw that, and then that's how we got to do Star Wars. And that's why when they were filming Star Wars, no one could understand what it was because they were, where's all the dancing? <laughs> yeah. so, Gary Kurtz was, was on board from day one. Look at this. People are just making stuff up. <laughs> Tucker just came out and said he needed more time. <laughs> Well, why not? Where's Belloc in the in the contortionist lady? Just have her on the on the bar. Yeah. Indiana Jones should be out with his whip, yeah, riding the tiger. <laughs> they, they had tigers in the fifties. Why not? <laughs> well, it's, you know, Crystal Skull the fifties. Mutt and come out. doesn't matter. Spalco, everybody. Yeah. Mac. It's, I'm telling you, he was sitting in the audience the second time through this just thinking about Indiana Jones in the 50s. <sighs> so, is Indiana Jones 5 going to be more American Graffiti then? Is that, what, is that the connection we're making? <laughs> I think so. Oh, no. Is, is the part I'm thinking of 
going to happen. Is about to go <laughs> about to go to the next level. Yeah. Now that they've kind of lulled us into a trance here with all this dancing. My absolute favorite part in American Graffiti. If you stay after the credits in American Graffiti, there's this part. It's the entire cast of American Graffiti, but now they're all little people. Is that supposed to be like Richard Dreyfuss's character? Whoa! Here we go. Oh, yeah. All right. Now, now, now it's time to get serious. Yeah. The hors d'oeuvres and appetizers are done. We're now at the main course. To do the real business. Yeah. Look at that. Just look at that. That is for real. <laughs> that really existed. That really walked across the stage. <laughs> oh. They should have just used that for. Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I can't even say anything. My, my aunt and uncle used to have a giant candle that was like mostly melted in their house and they would like never light it, but it was just like in the corner and it looked exactly like that. <laughs> was it red? <laughs> I think it was like brownish red, yeah, and it was like the same size as Admiral Agbar's head. It's like I was seeing the future. Oh, I forgot about Chewbacca. Chewbacca! I love Chew. Anthony Daniels. So, in case you're watching this and you're wondering whatever happened to all the stuff in this, this isn't the original stuff from Luxoma's re- reproductions. And the production designer, about 10, 15 years ago, tried to find all the stuff that was kept at... The, there was an inflatable company. The, the company that did all the inflatables had all the costumes and props, and all of it had been destroyed. Which, what a, a shame. shame. Yeah, what a shame. Hopefully it's been destroyed because somebody has it in a secret bunker in their backyard. <laughs> but maybe, maybe the world wasn't ready for this, and it's better that it's gone. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Here you go again. <laughs> I the cantina has a giraffe and a hamburger in it. Everybody... What are you watching? Take, take a good, take a good look. Oh. 
<laughs> Shrek, Shrek, I forgot Shrek is the bartender. Oh my goodness. It's all coming back to me. Super Live Adventure predicted Shrek. <laughs> like 12, 15 years ahead of time. That time Shrek was in the cantina in Japan. Look at that. Here we go. Oh. Do you remember the planning <laughs> for the show in Seattle? We were like, we debated for about 45 minutes if we should show some of this. Yeah, do, do, do we have time to show some of this? <laughs> Will people be able to handle the, the, the dancing alien lady? <laughs> if, if we show some of this to people, have we gone too far? <laughs> Are we finished before we even started? <laughs> They, they invited us to do the live show. They knew what they were getting. Oh. Was it the, the next day in Seattle we were walking around and one of the vendors, you guys were the ones showing that crazy Star Wars stuff. Oh, the guy, he's like, was that the holiday special? And we're like, oh. Yep. She's a, a plant alien. <laughs> those the splits yeah there was the guy who was like were you showing the holiday special and he was like I haven't seen that since I was a kid <laughs> that was us yeah. oh my god yeah yeah the essence of Star Wars you know I will say there's not enough people with lizard tails in Star Wars has there yeah. ever even been anyone with a lizard tail in a Star Wars movie? <laughs> Chewie's going to eat that hamburger. <laughs> if you're listening, please tell us. I don't think anyone's, there's ever been a lizard. I mean, Oporancesis is a snake man. Yeah, but I mean, dewbacks don't count. A person that we've seen walking around with a lizard tail. There aren't a lot of like sp- species with tails. Yeah, the Star Wars galaxy isn't big on tails. I've never really thought about that. Like, I want to say. Like the wolf guy <laughs> walking around in Maz's bar. Uh oh. <laughs> Inflato Jabba. I was gonna say maybe the production designer heard about tales from the cantina. <laughs> it's got lots of tales in that cantina. Inflated Jabba. Is that is that Boba Fett in the back? I think this the original Jabba puppet suit is amazing and incredible and one of the best Star Wars things ever built but I think inflatable Jabba's really close up there at the top I would agree I would agree the George Lucas Super Live Adventure is a show full of miracles 
And chief among those miracles is inflatable Jabba. We're not getting enough clean shots of inflatable Jabba. This clown version of the asteroid music is amazing. It's like a imagine a clown car with asteroids coming out of it. <laughs> what are they what are they throwing around? <laughs> Star Wars. Uh-oh. We're just engrossed in the story here. I, know, I, know. I like that stormtrooper in the front that's blue. It's like it's like uh, the Rise of Skywalker stormtroopers or the or Force Awakens. This is like J.J. Abrams saw this. He was like, I want the stormtroopers to be blue. J.J. <laughs> directed this scene. Blue light everywhere. Oh, no. Here we go. Royal Guards. The Emperor's not in this, is he? I... I mean, I don't want to say anything because we've never watched this in its entirety. I don't think so. Oh, no, there he is. Lord Vader. Darth Vader. They probably could have gotten David Prowse to wear the suit. And is that Han Solo in camouflage pants? That's my favorite Han Solo look. Han Solo should have worn camouflage pants. And an extra long vest. It's a good look. <laughs> Instead of the overcoat, he should have just had a really long vest. Net, whenever celebration happens... I'm just going to go to, like, Walmart and get some camouflage pants. And I'm just going to cut the sleeves off a jacket. And I, you could probably get an oversized fishing vest. Yes. And I'm George Lucas Super Live Han Solo. Yeah, you can get that whole outfit in the fishing section at Walmart. <laughs> I'm going to enter the... Oh, no! No! Urban Freeze. Never, I've never seen this before. No, me neither. This is amazing. Oh no, he's gonna push. It's gonna pop out, isn't he? Just gotta watch. <laughs> like, why, why, why are we? Why, cameraman? Why are we looking at everybody watching instead of watching? Come show, on, show us the. Show us the carbon freeze. Oh, oh kind of saw it. It's a lot of stormtroopers to take that. We didn't really get a good look at it. It's it's better left better left to the imagination. Yeah. It's like the movie came to life. So wait, is that Han Solo staying next to Chewie? Are there two Han Solos? <laughs> oh, did they just practice on some random guy? <laughs> Camouflage pants guy? John Solo? <laughs> Tom Rolo? 
What are they going to carbon freeze Princess Leia? Oh yeah! Wow, this this uh, super live universe is twisted. <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. No, don't carbon freeze Princess Leia. Chewbacca's carbon freezing stormtroopers in the face. Wow. It was. That was. Yeah, man. Cold blooded. Look at that. Yeah, so that was just some random dude. That wasn't Han Solo. That was, just... <laughs> that was one of his decoys. <laughs> his loyal handmaidens. <laughs> and no one ever saw Alden Ehrenreich ever again. <laughs> we are brave, Captain Solo. <laughs> oh, they're going into the sewers. Is there an Ewok just hanging out with them? Yeah. It's the ultimate team up. This is why I was what I was waiting for in the sequel trilogy. <laughs> for the one Ewok that came with them after Endor to hang out with Chewie and Han. Because <laughs> it's probably wicked. It's wicked, isn't it? Sure looks like it. It is, yeah. They know who the star Return of the Jedi is. And by that, the star of the saga as a whole. This is the the part in the Campbell legend. This is the the cave. Oh, here's Luke Skywalker. That was a force jump. That was like when Dooku did the front flip in Revenge of the Sith. I am a big fan, always have been a big fan of this Luke Skywalker look. Black with the white little, like, tunic thing uh, over the black. They could have gave Ray this look. You know, that could have been cool. And I want to say that's based on, like, some, like, what, Nilo concept art. Yeah, I think you're right. There was definitely... There's some concept somewhere. Makes me want to... Man, I need to go dig out one of my... 10 Luke Skywalker figures and paint the vest white. There you go. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, whoa! Now, this <laughs> is legit really cool. Yeah. And I like their huge, like, triangle cone-shaped lightsabers. Because oh, really they look cool. like you would like you would draw them. Yeah, it's like comic book lightsabers. Really. People on the edge of their seats watching this. I'm speechless right now. I know, this is really cool. (laughs) (laughs) This was another part where we debated, do we show this to people? It's like the Seattle, and we're like, we've only got an hour. (laughs) Yeah. And just because we want to sit and watch this for 20 minutes doesn't mean everybody wants to. Yeah. But this whole sequence blows my mind, and I don't know if it's because of the way this person edited it or if they were actually able to do those transitions that fast. Where he like he's on the bottom, and then all of a sudden you look up, and he's on the top. Yeah. 
I just really like when, like when Luke would hit Vader's shoulder with his lightsaber. They were like the, those sparks when the saber yeah. hit something. It's just really cool. Look at that, man. It's like all the greatest hits. Just ten minutes ago, we were doing the hand jive. And now it's like the end of Return of the Jedi. Live. Well, they're smart with this. It's like with a set, when you're a band, you're supposed to have your best song first and last because that's what people remember. So you start out with Willow and you end with this and people go home thinking they've seen the best thing they've ever seen in their entire life. Also, Tucker should come out right now. (laughs) He's not ready yet. I need more time. (laughs) Luke Skywalker, help me, Tucker. Yeah, see, I think because this girl is in the universe now, it's messed up the timeline. Yes. That's that's why everything's a little bit different. She's not supposed to be there. She's messing with the Lucas Universe timeline. Yeah, we've never seen anyone dressed as this Luke, have we? No. Only in my dreams. <laughs> Only every night when I go to sleep, man. <laughs> uh, where'd she get a lightsaber? Magic. Oh, he's, oh my goodness. That's kind of terrifying. Yeah. I think he really died. <laughs> This is why the show never came to America. The, the death of David Prowse. It was so expensive because they they killed the Darth Vader for real every every show. It's the way it's gotta be. Oh man, I forgot about this part. The ultimate climax where they're just showing the movie. <laughs> it's like Turkish Star Wars. Yeah. It's- this is the live Turkish Star Wars part. I ate some magic chocolate before the show. Best thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> I was sweating. But it is. Yeah. This is like the like if I if I had to go out to the theater, this is what I want to see. Just show a new hope on a big TV. I, I want to see Chewbacca shoot some stormtroopers. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, it's Return of the Jedi on the big TV. Even better. That's <laughs> all I want. <laughs> yeah, just show the end of Return of the Jedi on a big TV. And some lasers going around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sparks. Explosions. The, the star of Star Wars there. <laughs> it's, explodes. It's like, Last point, if if you could ever do a panel at Celebration, what would you do? 
we, we would show the end of Return of the Jedi on a big TV and have explosions and fireworks around it. <laughs> that would oddly be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we would play the the uh, throne room music on electric guitar. <laughs> we don't even need to be there. <laughs> And then P-Funk, George Clinton and the mothership is going to come land. And Bootsy Collins is going to come out. Dear Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> Whenever it happens, we've got the ultimate panel for you. <laughs> Yay! All of our friends, they're all here. Admiral Akbar is giving everybody medals. I love the pilot helmets too. We don't don't get enough of that. Some classic New Hope style spacemen. (laughs) I think those are like the fire ship guys from Revenge of the Sip. Yeah, that's where Lucas got the idea. He's like taking notes sitting in the theater. Can watch the good stuff. Uh oh. <laughs> this is yeah. This is my favorite ending of the story. This is how Rise of Skywalker should have ended. It it almost did because uh, if you squint, that could that looks like uh, Luke and Leia's ghost <laughs> mixed together. Oh my god, look at that thing. Kind of the end of Rise of Skywalker, a little bit. I'm Ray Skywalker, and there's the blue fairy over there telling me about the hero's journey. <laughs> it's the best. That's the best. So good. Oh, it's the best. That's how. And then throw some Willow music on. That's how Lucas's Just, uh, his, uh, microscopic life forms trilogy was going to end. <laughs> yeah. And then the end credits would have been John Williams playing the Willow theme. <laughs> and then Tucker comes out. Guys, <laughs> you look. You guys look tired. You must be all tuckered out. <laughs> <laughs> the, the not American graffiti people. <laughs> yeah. Greasy America. <laughs> the cast of Grease. Human Dexter Jetster. <laughs> Indiana Jones. Indy Jones. And the Star Wars. Uh, yes, the Star Wars. Oh, Chewbacca. <laughs> Look at that. The, the magic wand. Oh, the willow. There's Willow. <laughs> you are great. All, all your favorite movies. Oh, I only yes. watch movies. <clears throat> only Lucasfilm Productions. It's all I ever want to watch. 
<laughs> All my favorite people. Oh. Yeah, I think uh, I would have been happy if I could have went and see this. I would have walked out of the theater. Best show I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. It, it, random people. Anyone I came across on the street, random people. You got to see this. Stop what you're doing. Go see George Lucas Supervive. Okay, so we're going to stop our video here, but if you want to keep watching this tested thing on the making of, uh, you you can, you should, but that's where we're going to stop our running commentary because no matter what tested has to say, it's not better than that ending of the Supervive. No, but definitely, yeah, if you've never seen any of the stuff on this the the tested segment at the end has some of the uh promo photos of uh super live in its at its peak that are definitely worth uh worth a gander well we did it we i think that's the first time anyone has ever done a full commentary on the george lucas super live adventure it may be the first time anyone has actually watched that full youtube video <laughs> it's true it's true <laughs> but yes super live adventure it was real. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. And this may be the best you'll ever get to see it. I don't know. I don't know if there's any real footage anywhere in the archives. Who knows? But if you made it to the end, you are wonderful. Thank you. And if you couldn't make it, we don't blame you. スーパーコントロールと。スーパーコントロールとは超音波操縦のこと。パフラム2アクション。宝のスーパーコントロール<笑> You know, the, you know the deal. Apple Podcast Reviews. Leave one and we'll read yours on an upcoming show. And check us out on our website, blastpointspodcast.com or Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, sign up for the Super Chill Group. And we're still doing our Saturday night stay-at-home Star Wars watch party excitement. Mandalorian Chapters 5 through 8 this Saturday and the Saturday after that, the holiday special. Wake everybody up. Get out the pots and pans. Start banging them. Holiday special time. That's next, next Saturday. It's Christmas in May. And we got our Blast Points Army over there on Patreon, where this Saturday, it's going to be second to last or next to last Clone Wars episode. <sighs> you know, you know how that's going to be. Yeah. But that about wraps up this bonus episode for the George Lucas Super Live Adventure. Uh, we've got one more bonus episode coming next week, and these have been a lot of fun. We've been able to knock some stuff off the list that's been there since 2016. Oh. So. Well, and if anyone has any Super Live Adventure stuff, definitely post pictures in the chill group because uh, there's some some gems 
in that uh, collection. If if some of you have that, we'd love to see it. Yeah, yeah like I said, I'll post some pics from the uh, from the program. That's there's some gems in there. So, well, thank you for joining us. Hope you had a good time. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Bye bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. everyone to entertain them right now i'm surprised and entertained ima george lucas wo otorokase tanoshimasete iru mono qhead no kougaitsu national macrode movie it's mo something new may the force be with all of you